she looked over and she says, man, that looks nice. <laughs> but we, we began a relationship in the right way and in the right manner. I remember the very first time I asked about the Holy Land. Andrew described an experience at Ikea. We were at a young adult retreat. We were going to a rock and roll store with Linda, who I thought was the very best thing ever. A smooth operator, right? You know, <laughs> she's like, hi. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, we didn't rock it. We sought the Lord first. We dated each other for three years and seven months. I held her hand. Did, I, I did get to kiss her once. I want you to know something. My wife did relationships right with me. And she did relationships right after she met Jesus. And the only boy that she'll ever have. Anybody that she'll ever have. I want you to know something. I value your relationship like I value my tell you, and I'm, this is the principle of patience, and I'm, I'm using my own life as an example, and I will tell you that we raise our kids this way, and you should be careful not to give to your spouse in a physical way regularly. Let me be as simple as that. Very simple, please. You only get to hold hands once on your first birthday. You only get that first kiss once. So don't give them your heart. that if you discover in the friendship that it's not for your lifetime, but to you you're part of your lifetime, then you can maintain a Christian friendship without losing it. I just want, and I, I'm speaking to every young person and I'm speaking to every parent, raise your kids this way. I will simply tell you that in my home it has been a huge, huge blessing. I married my son Matthew this past May. His wife is the only woman that he has ever known. Jonathan, my 24-year-old son, I married my daughter this past May. She's only just been born. She's been a blessing to me. It has been. It's amazing. Why do I say that? Because good things come to those who wait. And here's the thing. The value increases over time. That's the third principle, the principle of purity, a valuable reality. If you wait, that thing, that anticipation, that expectation grows in value. Now, for those of us who did it, I, Kim can't say, I'm the only girl that my husband's ever kissed. Can't say that can't say that. And it, it is what it is. There's a reality. And thanks, God, thanks be to God for his redeeming of the past. Can I get an amen? Because a lot of us sitting here, we got a past. And some of it's just train wreck. Train wreck. And God does redeem. And thanks be to God. And I can tell you that I, as far as all of that stuff, when I became born again, are you ready? I became a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old is gone and the new has come. That's the work that Jesus did in this old boy. Thank
thanks be to God. And that's the work he's done in you if your faith is in Christ today. Thanks be to God. Your past is redeemed. Your present is redeemed. And your future is redeemed. Hallelujah. But there's a call to purity. There's a call to purity. Good things are of greater value when they're waited for and received in Christ. Jacob and Rachel waited to engage sexually before they were married. And this means everything. When I say it was strictly plutonic, it was strictly plutonic. I mean, they may have had plans. But you really love her. And she's out there working, and then she sees Rachel, she starts working a little harder, you know, flexing those muscles. And he's like, hey, there she is, you know. There was some of that probably going on. There was romance. But it was romance in propriety. With respect and dignity, Rachel was the daughter of Laban. And that mattered. She was a woman. It mattered. It mattered. In his manhood, it mattered. And I would like to suggest to you, it matters today. Some people say, T.D., you might be a little bit old-fashioned. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Work good for them. Work good for me. Work good for my kids. Thinking it probably works pretty good, period. I would say to every single person stay sexually pure I would say to every married person stay sexually pure and that every one of us should be avoiding counterfeits because the world has nothing but counterfeits to offer nothing but counterfeits if you're finding significance married person if you're finding significance in some other relationship other than your marriage relationship that really is an affair I don't care if it's a social affair if it's an interpersonal affair, if it's a relational affair, if it's a sexual affair, it's an affair. Don't get it. Become one woman men, and ladies become one men women. Husband wife. All else will save you. Eyes only for your sexual life. Eyes only. Heart only. as he spoke to Rachel, give me my wife. You, you, you can feel the seven years, even though it felt as just a few days to him. It was like, hey, my days, my few days of labor are over. Give me my wife. I am like ready. He's now 82 years old for you and I. It's probably 41 years old or whatever. But all that to say, this brother's waited and he's ready. The value of the relationship has increased. If we are flagrant relationally, I would suggest to you that the value diminishes. That's why from this world we cannot take counterfeits. Study after study after study after study will tell us value-diminishing effect of counterfeits. Counterfeits. 
that Article 23, we must make a stand for this righteousness and live as Christ lived. Paul tells Titus in the pastoral epistle, Titus, in Titus chapter 2, that the grace of God which brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly lusts. And enables us or equips us to live upright and godly lives soberly in this present age while we wait for the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, that the church would grow up and exist in this age. Pornography is not the only counterfeit relationally. Again, I mentioned if there's any of those other elements working in your life, maybe it's just doing the drive-thru and young gal or female, if it's just some dude being nice to you and your man's not nice to you on the home front and you end up going through that drive-thru just because you want some attention, that's nice. It's time to get involved in some counseling so that your relationship can receive help and healing. And if your man is not in a submission to the Lord Jesus Christ, let's let's come together and talk so that men can invest in men and help get them on the right track with the Lord. The church needs to arise and do it well and do it right. We need men that will make a stand. Can I get an amen? And make a stand for what's right and do it in a godly fashion where iron sharpens iron where men with men can challenge men and instruct men and help men become men. Because if your man is a boy, don't abandon him. All the boys are here. But we need to see them raised up. that will put the kingdom of God first. Not last in line. Put the kingdom of God first. Paramount in our relationship with our Father. Yes, how important is the body of Christ? It's significant. The coming together to, to, to lead like the men led in the book of Acts. They gathered together first day of the week, and they went through the Apostles' Doctrine. That's what it's to be about. Let's get three thoughts in terms of this principle of purity. The purity of, really, uh, the, the I guess I'll call it a, a, a valuable reality, self-denial. Just self-denial. There's purity in self-denial. In other words, it's not about me, my flesh. If I sow to the flesh, that's a, that's a selfish and it's impure, if you will. Purity is selflessness. And so self-denial. And let's face it. We can all grow in this area. Can I get a rational amen? Amen. The fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self 
That should be being made manifest in our lives where it really is self-control. Denial of self. The ability to say no to my flesh. No. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to honor God first. I'm going to honor my wife first. I'm going to honor my children first. I'm going to honor the kingdom of God first. Does that make sense? All too often we just kind of brush things off. We just say, ah, feeding my flesh, I'll just do it. Brothers and sisters, we can't come and see this. We, we cannot be lulled into sleep and not about the kingdom. Jesus is coming soon. We don't hear that very often from churches in America. But I, I am convinced Jesus is coming soon. When the trumpet sounds, we will be gone. And those we've not communicated the love of Jesus Christ with will be left. And the tribulation period will begin. Judgment, seal judgment, trumpet judgment, bowl judgment, it's all going to start happening. We must be about the kingdom of God. So, denying the flesh, no, the kingdom of God. I am Christ's crucified. Call that, call that a, another byproduct, if you will, of purity. A byproduct of purity is sexual discernment. Let me just simply say, no matter where you are in that scale, if you're an unmarried person, live holy If you're a married person, monogamy, holy and pure. Can I get an amen? Let me say this to married couples. If it isn't healthy, seek help. Go to church. We can talk about this, right? Right? I mean, we need to talk about this. If it isn't healthy, get help. Call us. We're not counselors, but we'll direct you in help so you can start talking and work through some relational things. It's imperative. Health there. It should be healthy there. In the room, in the bedroom. And if it's not, seek help because if it's healthy there, generally speaking, we'll still be healthy in other places. Does that make sense? Because when it's unhealthy, that's the first thing that breaks. In marriage, in that tribulation period. Just nod your head if you're a married person and say amen. And we need to model healthy marriages for the young people in front of us. We are responsible. How many young people want to see healthy marriages? You're just like, yeah, hello. Maybe you're, maybe you're a young married. And you say, I'm just starving for something that's healthy and real and genuine. Man, because you see a whole lot of messed up out there. I mean, Turn on your television and you'll see nothing but chaos, right? Unless maybe you're watching HGTV and you're watching shit that has I'm not going to lie, I love that commercial. They talk to each other like they're in love. I think that's cute. I think that's cute. Okay. So we have the principle of priority. We have the principle of patience. We have the principle of purity. 
you say the third thought about maturity? So Beth and I, Beth and Tim, let me, let me throw out this scriptural doctrine, scriptural doctrine. Pure, unadulterated, God is one. Do you know why you believe that Jewish, Jesus is deity? Do 
And you know why you believe it. You know why you have a doctrine of the fall of man and the depravity of man. Do you know why? Can you show us scripturally? Here's the thing. We'd love to help you just gain a that basic understanding so that you would feel comfortable when you get someone knocking at your door. You open up your door and they say, hey, I'm Russia. And you're like, hey, come on in. Let's talk about the beauty of Jesus. Hey, hey, Jesus, let's eat some pizza. And let's talk about the deity of Jesus. Because there's people out there who are teaching false doctrine, teaching a false teaching. There may be a knock at the door, and there's a couple of guys who've been riding on bicycles with white shirts and black tops. <laughs> and they talk to you about heaven. Yeah, but let's talk about the deity of Jesus Christ first. Come on, eat some pizza. Have a Coke. these five principles, three thus far, the principle of priority, first things first, principle of patience, all things in due season, and the principle of purity, valuable things Just stop here and we'll pick up next week and we'll run through the principle of passage, which is the joy of the journey, and then the final one there will be the principle of journey is the joy piece. Find joy. Even as Jacob was, is able to find joy. Seeing that it's in God because of the joy of the Lord that is his strength. Jesus sees in us the joy that was set before him because he endured the cross. What is the joy before us? couple of things next week, and then the principle of preeminence. And the principle of preeminence, I'll just I'll give you a prelude, and it's just simply this. It really is just simply this. Where your heart is, there your treasure will be also, or where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. If your treasure is in God's kingdom, guess where your heart is? God's kingdom. If your treasure is somewhere else, you have preeminence somewhere else, like if you find your greatest value in Jesus' joy, that's where your heart will be, and you will be more detached from the kingdom of God than attached to the kingdom of God. Relationally, if you're not connecting with people in the body of Christ, you're going to be connecting with people somewhere else because you were designed for relationship. And so we find value in the relationships in the family of God. It's a treasure, and that's where our hearts are, where we get invested, invested into the process just significant. So we're going to look at that principle and those preemin- that, that principle of preeminence. And uh, I just invite you to come back next week. Let's stand at this time. And I want to I want to challenge you. How did I do that? I don't know how I did that, but there we go. It's like when you get to the airport and you hear them and you realize your flight's coming up. Flight now leaving for Now departing at gate 7. You're like, what was that? My plane? I don't know. If you're here this morning and you've not given your heart to Jesus Christ, the worship team is going to come. We're going to close with a song, sing.
I want to give the opportunity to every person here. You're here, and you and you realize maybe maybe some of these things have been lacking in your life. Maybe maybe you've not put first things first. It's not been Christ first. Maybe it's been you first, and you realize today I need Jesus in my life. I need to be born again. I need my sin forgiven. Maybe you're here this morning and you've uh, not been a very patient individual. Now, 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 me, me, me. Maybe there's been a lack of purity in your life. And you realize, I need Jesus. Friend, Jesus is here telling you, no, I'm not giving you my first. I'm not born again. I need my sanctification first. If that's you this morning, and you simply say, I would like to receive Christ as my Savior right where you are, Somebody else, would you say, I want Jesus in my life. I just want Jesus in my life. I want to be born again. I want to be born again. I know that my sins are forgiven. But I have eternity to look forward to with not only my family, but with my King, Jesus. Anybody else? For those two of you, thank you and God bless you. Welcome to the family of God. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth, yeah, praise God. The Bible says, if we confess with our mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. So let's make that declaration together this morning. Jesus Christ is Lord. Say it with me. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. And Father, we give you thanks for these two who, in faith, just extended their hands and said yes to number need. And so, Lord, I thank you for our brother and our sister confirming their salvation. Lord, for those who would say, Lord, purify my heart. I've sought after impure things. And I realize time is short and Jesus is coming soon. And I want to dedicate my life entirely to Him. If that's you this morning, will you just, under your breath, simply say, God, will you you help me? Will you help me deny my flesh? Just help us deny the flesh, God. Lord, where we've been impatient and we've said now, we've just had this lustful heart for things, for other pursuits other than God. It's become idolatry in our lives. Lord, we renounce that stuff. We just renounce it. It's just, it's just idols. And we say, Lord, we want to worship you, the living one, the living God. So, Lord, will you cleanse and will you transform us? Lord, may we get first things first. May, Lord, we discover patience. Good things come to those who wait. And Lord, may we discover purity, the great value in purity. So Lord, be glorified. May you bless the family. And Father, as we sing this last song, uh, may we receive your benediction. Bless the family. Everyone.